Welcome to Red Gate and Wolf. We are an actual play Monster of the Week podcast. I am Sarah, your host and keeper, and joining me today is Celeste. Hello, I am Celeste and I play uh, Marie Redgate, the Crooked. And Sean. Hello, I'm Sean. I play Angus McRae, the Monstrous. And we just can't seem to get rid of him, but our special guest, Ollie. Hi, I'm Ollie. Let's, let's promo myself for what we promo today. You can find me over at OJWH Reviews, where I talk about films and TV and stuff, except not stuff. Uh, you can also find me on Untitled Dice Game, where I play characters much akin to this. And probably not on Diesel Shot most recently, but hey, we like them too. Diesel Shot on Twitch, check them out. Today I'll be playing Hendrix Fregal the Summoned. A couple of little bases there. When last we met these death-defying idiots, Angus had jumped out of a hospital window, almost ate a little dog, and booped a Joplin Sheriff's deputy. Marie set fire to a stolen vehicle, had a frankly bizarre discussion with Sheriff Winters, and got punted across the river. Meanwhile, Hendrix had made a deal with the devil in the form of Steve, promising him his firstborn, promptly lost Steve, but regained his memories and his horse, and can now read. We return to the scene of the crime. That'd be the only one that any, some, or all of the trio have not committed themselves near the copes of trees. Mater currently stands in their way. All right. So, Marie, you're asking Mater what exactly? Uh, it's now more so while Mater is involved with... <laughs> horrible word. While Mater is distracted by um, Hendrix, I will hook around the crime scene while on the way to the motorcycle. Hendrix offers to stay there while you go to your motorcycle and Maida seems to reluctantly agree to this. And he waves you through and lets you go. And he says, uh, well, perhaps uh, me and your friend here could have a, a discussion. I love discussions. Okay, so Marie, you go to walk around the copes of trees like he's indicated for you to go to the other side to get your bike i'm assuming you're going to slip in through the trees at some point though and investigate absolutely yes and while that's happening deputy mater walks up to hendrix and he says i thought we had an agreement uh we did yes you would leave marie alone and leave this town now, out of character, I can't remember that in the slightest. And you guys were trying to get to the crime scene before to manipulate him. And you spent your luck point. Mm. He said you could go around there, but he just needed you to make that deal that you would leave Marie alone. Why do I need to leave? Why does he want me to leave Marie alone? Where did, was he, did he say at the time? Why the fuck do you think? Because Marie told him you were, his, you were her soulmate. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Uh, back to it then. Uh, I am leaving her alone emotionally. She is emotionally detached from me right now. Mostly. Kinda. I mean... She was just riding double on that horse with you. Right right up behind you. You agreed to leave town, sir. Well, I did leave town, uh, technically, um, on my horse for a bit. Uh, and then I came back. Um, but I, in any case, I assure you, I, I've, I'm doing nothing to uh, jeopardize your feelings, which are oh so clear and oh so true for Marie. In fact, I could even help you. Oh? I, I could uh, 
uh, speak to her. She values my opinion dearly. You want to manipulate him? I don't know. Uh, yes, I want the chance to roll, please. Okay, go for it. Mm, that's not a fail, damn it. I want to fail. I got a seven. So they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show you that you mean it. So... I don't know what I'm asking for. You want them to back the fuck off, right? Maybe I want them to back on. I'm joking. Yeah, sure. Wow. <laughs> okay, so and you're offering to put in a good word with Marie about him and give him advice. And yeah. Stuff, right, okay. Uh, could be amenable to this deal. And you will promise to... Uh, Talk out my more um, desirable qualities to Miss Marie, right? I most certainly can. Are there anything specific you would like me to uh, say about you? Uh, my roguish good looks. Hmm. Um, the uh, stability I can offer a, a woman such as herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that I am um, quite... Um, educated in in the ways of keeping a woman happy, but but don't make it sound like I have um. Got it. Don't worry. I will tell her you are a fine lover. Don't make it sound like I've uh, made too many w- women happy. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I can do that. This cannot go wrong. And you you agree to um be no longer involved in in any way emotionally uh physically uh mentally with um miss marie your your back off well i can't lie i feel we will always have a, a connection of sorts but uh not in the romantic sense no i feel she is uh better suited to a, a man like yourself oh well Perhaps I was I was wrong about you. Um, um, I, I'm I'm sure we can um be amicable to one another. And he reaches out with his hand to shake yours. Well, I'm I'm glad you see it that way. Hendrix shakes his hand. You do have uh, roguishly good looks. Oh oh well, thank you. Uh, Marie, what are you doing? This and that. Might I investigate some things? Certainly, as you walk into the small clearing. Which one are you investigating, this or that? Why not both? Well, she rolls well enough, she can do both. I mean, investigate both. My goodness. I'm sure she could do both as well. Ooh, uh. <laughs> Celeste. Roll investigate a mystery, so that's sharp. That is an 11, which is a success. So I do get to hold two. Yeah, you can do this and that. Two questions. Um, what happened here? Okay, well, there's not too much left at the crime scene. It has been mostly cleared out. But from the scuffle marks and the indentations in the ground and trees, it looks like... Someone um, attacked some people here. And there's also markings where there were two bodies found. Cool, cool. 
Um. Hmm. Um. Did you guys tell Marie that there was the um, record player? Angus was otherwise occupied at the time. I don't think Hendrix knows what a record player is. I don't have any clues, so no. You do see a, a, a couple of records hidden off to the side of the clearing. Partially hidden, should we say. Now, can I ask, where did it go while specifically looking for the red record? So you're hunting around just outside of the clearing, because it looks like the police, this, the sheriff's deputies, they focused on the clearing specifically. And you find a flyer on the forest floor, and it's a red-coloured piece of paper announcing the homecoming dance that is happening tonight at Hendrix High. Ah, shit. I'll, just, I'll pocket the, um, the flyer on the flyer. Sure. And then just meander over to the motorcycle and walk it back over to the, uh, the duo. Hendrix, still on his horse, presumably. And Deputy Mater, uh, seeming to have an amicable chat. You guys friends now? I thought you didn't like each other. Uh, yes. I am great friends with this devilishly good, no, roguishly good-looking man. Mater just grins. Um, um, yeah, yes, we, we were just, um, beca- becoming more, better acquainted, Miss Marie. He's into stables, too. Well. Uh, what? Stables. Stables? I don't get it. Out of characters, because he said he was stable. Oh, sure. Um, that's not what I I meant, but okay. I see you found your uh, motorbike, Miss Marie. I I did. You know, Hendrix, you're going to get run out of town if you keep breaking the hearts of Meadow and Joel. Oh, God, you didn't hear about that again, did you? I sure did. Not a lot of it, just the shirtless bit and Angus joining. Wait, Joel, I was meant to see Joel. Oh, damn it. Well, no, now you're good friends with uh, Greg here. Um, I, I intend to keep my shirt on, sir. I have no interest in these, um, groups. Activities that you're uh, uh, taking in? Uh, no, I feel like there has been a, a misunderstanding. I was was not involved in any such thing. Uh, I, I wouldn't be involved if there were men either, because I'm into ladyfolk exclusively. All right, you guys don't have to get so embarrassed. I'll leave you two alone if that's what you want. Ladyfolk, Murray, ladyfolk. <laughs> Murray's mounting her motorbike and riding away to the sheriff's office. Deputy Mater just goes back to his seat and is wide-eyed. Well, Hendrix just absorbs for a moment. <laughs> and then probably follows. Unless you gallop after Marie. Mm. You have to admit that mechanized animal she's riding seems to be quite fast. What's its horsepower, though? Ah. Uh. Is it as powerful as my horse? I got it, Ali. <laughs> so you guys head back to the sheriff's office? Apparently. There is nowhere to hitch a horse? Well, that's fine. He wouldn't go anywhere anyway. He? She? She wouldn't go anywhere anyway. 
I'm very fluid with the concept of gender. Yes, but it's your horse. <laughs> Deputy Grape is there, walking towards the door, and she pulls up short when she sees Andrex. Um, on second thought, uh, maybe I'll go and see Joel. All right, and I'd be gentle on him when you break the news. Did I mean to the lady folk? Yes. Of course. Hendrix will go find Joel at the metal vehicle place. Sure. Hmm. Let's go follow you to Joel's place. Okay. The roller door is up. The man is bent over. Why? A metal contraption poking around inside. You hear some music coming from, you're not sure where. It's magic, right? Hmm. What kind of music? Definitely not Jimi Hendrix. What kind of music? Why would it matter? Because Hendrix wouldn't know. Well, I don't know. Would he know? Is it country music? <laughs> no, it's some kind of... Is it heavy metal? It's pop. Okay, cool. Uh, Joel. And you hear a thud as he reaches through his head and he, he goes, Ow! Oh, oh uh, I'm sorry. I'm, are you okay there? I'm, I'm fine. And he turns around and looks at you, rubbing his head. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I, I just wanted to uh, come by and, and clear up some uh, misunderstandings that have, have gone on recently. Oh, Joel leans back against the car, folding his arms across his chest, and he's like, this should be good. I feel like, uh, it's Meadow, she's your sister, right? He nods. I didn't know before I was speaking to you, not that it matters because there wasn't anything there, but uh, I I feel like Meadow misunderstood uh, our arrangement, um, uh, our being me and her, and then me and you, because me and her, that that was a a, a momentary thing, uh, which, I mean, she she wanted me in her bed for the night, and I, I feel like she was expecting more, and that was not my intention. And then you come along and do stuff, and then she misreads that as us having some kind of thing, which is obviously crazy, because that, that doesn't happen. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. I feel like I'm being clear. It's hot in here. Well, I take it you're still in the closet then. Okay, okay, that's, that's the, fine. The, the closet? Is that an Amish thing? <laughs> Amish? Apparently, I'm Amish. Oh, um, no, that's not an Amish thing. Um, so being gay is totally fine. Gay? What? Men being in love with each other, having intimacy with each other, that's totally fine. Women and women, also fine. Women, women, man, 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 also fine. Whatever makes you happy as long as you're not hurting anyone. And being in the closet as someone who doesn't realize or hasn't yet said to people that they're into men, other men, that's what that say means, being in the closet. I'm not in the closet, by the way. I feel like Hendrix is a little bit stunned by this. Um... Um, right. Well, that obviously doesn't refer to me, because 
I'm not that way. Uh, but you're saying people are okay with that? Most people, sure. And if they aren't, that's their problem, not mine. Well, where I'm from, that's typically the people who do its problem, not just the, the people who say it's a problem's problem. Not that it relates to me in the slightest, so uh, I, was, I was just catching up on the times, being Amish and all. He lowers his crossed arms and he stands up and he says, Look, Hendrix, it's fine if you don't want to come out of the closet, but there's nothing wrong with doing that. Well, good to know. And as for my sister, I think she would understand. She definitely does not seem understanding. Probably because she thought you were being a bit of a player, going from one person to another like that. Well, okay. I mean, I tried to explain it to her. If you want to tell her that I didn't intend for that, then that'd be nice. I feel like I should go now. Okay, Hendrix, but if you want to talk or even share battle scars ag- again. I'm fine. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Room. <laughs> he rooms off in the, on the horse. <laughs> Ray, what are you doing? I'm wondering what Angus is doing. All wolf-like. What is Angus doing? And where is this dog? Yeah, I left the dog with Marie. Not with Marie, fuck Meadow. Meadow. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Fuck Meadow, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Gosh, everyone in this town. Angus is off to the west, probably catching lunch. Angus's intent was to go into the trees for a little bit, kind of just spread his scent around, as awkward as that sounds, and then head south and then cut back across the river. Uh, to the outskirts of town. So, Marie. Yeah, Marie's going right back to uh, Sheriff Winter's office. Yeah, so Deputy Faye Grape is there, and she's like, Oh, um, hello again. Hey, Faye, I need to talk to Sheriff Winter's about wood. Excuse me? He'll understand. I'm afraid he's um out of the office at the moment. Said something about... Cleaning up a mess? Right. Um, you know these attacks that have been happening? You know, with the kids and all that? Uh, the teens that are, uh, slaughtering people? Yes, the sheriff said something about a new drug in town. Yeah, well, there's gonna be a large exposure at the, um, the Hendrix High Dance, uh, tonight. So we should probably not let people go to that. Are you saying you have ev- evidence that there will be um, a drug distribution at the um, at the homecoming dance? Kinda. It's like they're gonna like put it either in like the sprinklers or something, or like in the drinks. But they're gonna try to get like everyone who's there, you know, affected. Manipulate. That is a nine, which is a mixed success. So she'll help you, but only if you do something for her right away to show her that you mean it. Look, I know you don't believe me, but, like, would it help if I, like, told Hendrix off? Like, you seem pretty upset at him. That man is is just, he's a bit of a user. I've already told him off. I, I don't see how 
someone else telling him off would, would be very helpful. I mean, I could do something else if you want. Like, maybe hurt his ego or something. Look, look, ma'am. Um, that's all very um, kind of you to do, but I can't go around shutting down a dance just based on your word that they're going to drug the sprinkler systems. That's, that sounds a, a little bit crazy. So I'm going to need evidence. Oh, do I have anything I could give as evidence? Aside from a flyer? It means that I was at the crime scene and like took evidence from the crime scene. I don't think she'd like that. You're outside the crime scene coming here to show the sheriff that they missed the evidence, so you're providing information to the police about the incident that occurred. Why did you say police with that, that lilt? Police? The police. The popo. Whoop whoop five oh. I will show her the flyer. That's covered in blood, I'm sure. Yes, ma'am. That is a fly for one of the flies for the the homecoming dance. What what about it? Oh well, this it was at the um in the copse of trees. You know where the blood rain. Yes, I do remember the the blood rain. That was um a, a weird uh, meteorological event. I don't think you should be telling me that you disturbed a crime scene. Not disturbed, really. It's just more so I was walking to get my motorbike from, you know, behind the crime scene. And it, like, blew, like, from behind the tape, like, onto my shoe, basically. Oh, um, well, Deputy Mater should have been there guiding the crime scene. Look, Nurse Marie, all, all I can do is... is Offer to assign, have the sheriff assign some um, extra extra deputies, and we can search the um, the homecoming dance students before they enter the the hall. But I I don't really have any, any authority to um, to close down the um, the event. You know, that's fine. You can only do what what is within your power to do. Uh, just by the way, I've heard. You know, just overhearing things, walking by a group of kids, uh, that they might be trying to smuggle in some more drugs, like on a red record. They have like little, I don't know, like coated in something. Drugs coated in a red Ma'am, have you been taking drugs yourself? I have not. But you know, it's like they like sprayed some sort of, um, you know, thing, some drug onto the record. And they were going to like bring it in as like just music but then the kids would like lick the record you know like how licking frogs was a thing for for a moment they're doing that but like with records <laughs> ma'am okay that that does sound sound disturbing we, we will keep our eyes out for any um uh, the usual drugs and drug paraphernalia and a, a red record we we don't want any of these children um l- licking drugs from um vinyl that that is just um unhygienic for one and also damn right illegal that thank you for bringing this to our attention and we will take it from here i appreciate it uh can i tell how serious she is taking this <laughs> or is she just like okay this person's crazy just dismiss the situation and get her out of here well, for a moment, she looked worried that you might be crazy, but the whole licking frogs thing and licking a record, that seemed sort of plausible, and 
you know, that does make sense that if there's going to be drug distribution, it'll probably happen at the Hokami dance. But yeah, you think she will at least keep her eye out for drugs and possibly the red record. Awesome. I give her a small wave and I guess I leave. Sean, is Angus going anywhere? Yeah, he's coming back into town. That was kind of the plan. In his werewolf form? Uh, as it gets darker, yeah. Okay, cool. Marie and Hendrix, what are you, the two of you doing between now and nighttime for the homecoming dance? Well, when I meet back up with Marie... Oh, hi, Marie. Hey. Uh, I, I meant to say earlier... Um, the, the, the deputy, uh, he is very educated in the ways of keeping lady folk happy. I'm sure. And are you you taking tips from him because you kind of pissed off Faye and also Meadow, which I'm, I'm really impressed with that actually. You know, it's hard keeping the, the lady folk happy. So, um, yeah, I'm not doing an awfully good job at it. Yeah, I'm sure he's giving you, um. Private tutoring, right? On, uh, on, on, on who? Oh, no, uh, on an unrelated note, um, you know, uh, you know those, uh, those men who, uh, who, 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 uh, enjoy the company of other men? I know a couple. Uh, that's, that's weird, right, isn't it? No. Why would it be weird? Uh, I don't know. I figured it's not weird. People are okay with that. I mean, mostly, yeah. Well, interesting. Well, that's uh, either way. It doesn't relate to me, so that's uh, that's just good to know. But yeah, uh, you should give that deputy a, a date or something. I'm sure he would really appreciate it. Also, uh, on behalf of him, I feel like I need to tell you that we are. Uh, emotionally done. I know we had a bit of a connection, but uh, I need to tell you it's over uh, because uh, I respect him too much in his position of authority. I'm sure you do. I know this must be a little upsetting for you, um, but try not to cry. You know, I'm feeling a little hurt, but I think I'll get over it. And Marie's just smirking the whole time. I'm glad to hear it. No hard feelings. I'm sure. How'd your meeting with uh, Joel go? Fine. Uh, uh, he's going to talk to Meadow for me uh, and clear that up. Uh, and that's all we discussed. Didn't discuss any more um, <clears throat> battle scars? Battle scars? What battle scars? Nothing. I just thought that's what got you in trouble with Meadow in the first place. Oh, when he saw my battle, my, my, my actual battle scars, yeah. Uh, well, no, that didn't happen again. That only happened the one time. If it happened one time, it happened. Well, well yeah, it, it did happen, but not in the... Uh, it, it, yeah, okay. I'm saying, well, it happened. It didn't, like, happen. I don't understand. Like, you didn't show your scars to completion. Uh, well, I have some my legs he didn't see, but, uh... He saw the ones on my, my, my back and my front. And would you want him to see the rest of your battle scars? Oh, uh, not, not, not especially. I'm, uh, I don't, I'd have to, to, 
Wow, it's getting awfully hot in here. Where's Angus at? I'm assuming we're at, like at the tavern. I assume we were outside at this time. Oh, <laughs> oh, I feel like outside the entrance, I guess. I don't plan on entering the tavern, so. Oh, you're going to enter the tavern. I'm not entering. I'm staying out of the tavern. Meadow's scary. You know, Hendrix, you're looking a little red in the face. Why don't you come in and we'll get a drink? Nice cold drink. Cool you right down. Uh, I'm pretty certain that uh, it's a good idea that I not go inside the tavern. Certainly not until uh, Joel has spoken to Meadow. Why don't I go in first? I'll talk to Meadow and clear things up for you. Or you could go in. I could sneak upstairs while you're distracting her. Uh, then again, I don't want to lose my horse again. I'm going to stay outside with my horse. Maybe I'll just ride around a bit, bit more. All right. I'll still talk to Meadow, though. That's okay. I'll clear things up for you. Night. Yeah. Okay. I- I'll- I'm going to spend some time thinking on my horse. Do you ride off down the road? No. We'll follow Marie into the tavern. And Meadow's dancing in the center of the bar, listening to Jimmy, of course. Of course. I'll walk up and I'll I'll join her. Hi, Marie. Hey, Meadow. You've talked to Joel recently. Mm, not since he was here for lunch. Why? As she dances around you. Apparently he and uh, Hendrix had a very revealing chat this afternoon. But not in that way, like physically revealing, more like emotionally revealing. Oh? Uh... I don't know. Hendrix mentioned it, but it's probably better for, for Joel to tell. My backstabbing brother and the man of my dreams. Hmm. Hendrix is the man. You might need to get better dreams, like... Not wanting to judge you or anything, but you could do better. Well, I I did think he was a reincarnation of my Jimmy, but now I'm not so sure. It's just so sad. Uh, And she flings her arms around you and starts crying into your shoulder. Oh, no. Um, Marie's just going to... I guess, hug, hug her, awkwardly do, like, pat her back, very stiff. <laughs> and I thought we would, would live happily ever after. It, um, it's okay, uh, here, and I'll, like, guide her over to the bar, I'll sit her down. I, I'm gonna get you a drink. Uh, okay, okay. Very strong drink. Okay. So you ply her with alcohol? Yes. Hendrix, it's getting dark. People have closed up shop for the day. A number of them have gone home. Probably some of them are heading off to the Hendrix High. You get to the southern end of town when you see a large hulking figure emerging from the trees. What do you do? Oh, I look forward to this. A large hulking figure. Does it look human? Well, humanoid, maybe. 
it's a bit hard to tell since it's getting dark. Well, it's gotten dark. I get closer to see what it is. It's fairy. Hmm. I attack it. Okay, give me kick some ass and how you were attacking. Uh, I'm gonna magnum. Say what? Hand it an ice cream. I don't know if you get magnums over there. Yeah. Yeah, they're a thing. Cool. But you you mean the weapon? I do mean the the weapon, yes. Uh, I'm going to immediately pull out my gun. So, Angus, you're creeping out of the bushes now that it's gotten dark, and you see this pale horse and a rider galloping towards you. It's Haas. Haas. And it slows down, pulls out a weapon, and fires in your direction. The horse? The rider, rather, does this. The rider pulls out a weapon and fires at you. Since you're still at a distance, I'll get you to roll act under pressure there, Hendrix. Oh, but I'm less good at that. A seven. I want to fail. Hmm. You'd forgotten how it felt to fire this weapon, and you get the kickback and end off tumbling off your horse. And the horse just bolts. What? This loyal thing. Can I tell what it is? <laughs> well, Angus, what what are you doing? Angus being surprised at appearance, then sudden shot from the horse, from the rider on the horse. Haas. So now I'm doing it. You guys got me doing it now. <laughs> kind of gives that a, a quick yip, looks towards the figure. Can you tell that it's Hendrix based on his scent? Yeah, well, I would say you're... Um... Able to catch the familiar seat of Hendrix as the the cowboy tries to pick himself up off the road. There, uh, he's gonna kind of wave his hands, hands, arms, paws, claws, whatever, frantically in front of him, in like a no, 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 no fashion. But what does it you think that um, Hendrix sees? I mean, as far as I can tell, I'm seeing a big furry thing, which may or may not be a werewolf, bringing its claws up to a pounce or something. Yeah, sure. Can I tell it's a werewolf? Yeah, it's gotten closer. You're uh, you uh, recognize this. It it looks slightly different from the werewolves you're used to, but it does definitely look like a werewolf. Hmm. Um. Cool. Does seeing a werewolf trigger any memories? Yes. You see yourself die. Your death just flashes before your eyes. The traumatic moment of when you were almost ripped completely asunder by two wild and rabid werewolves back in that canyon. I'm just going to try and get closer and kill this thing, pulling out a sledgehammer. Uh, if Angus is seeing him pull out a brandish a weapon, he's just going to bolt. You're going to run? You're not going to say anything? Oh, we decided he really can't speak. No, that was what you decided. We reminded you in canon that you have talked twice, at least, in your werewolf voice. It hurts me. <laughs> Suffer for the cause. Or die. No, Angus. Angus, no. You were Angus. Angus. You were... <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I'm indicating Angus. He's Angus. Angus is Angus. What? Not how it sounded. All right, he's pantomiming himself, like waving his hands towards himself, and saying that. Oh, right. Um, I, I mean, either way, well, hmm. I, I want to roll to insights so if you can t- tell what you're doing. M- manipulate someone there, Angus? No. Yeah. 
Do you want to spend luck? I don't think that would help. Luck would mean a complete success, and he would realize that it was you. Bad things happen when you spend luck. Yeah, but you could die because, remember, you've only just gotten out of the hospital and we've only healed a couple. I mean, he's faster than me, so he can run. And it's more fun if he has to explain to Marie that he attacked the werewolf. Hmm. Okay, sure. Alright, in that case, you killed Angus? And just going to go to attack. Okay, so you run forward with your sledgehammer? Yeah. Angus, if you want to roll, act under pressure, if you intend to run. Oh, yes. As I'm not sure how the mechanics would work if I just went to counter his move, like grab his wrist with the sledgehammer. Either way, it would be act under pressure, so it's up to you if you want to try and stop him or if you want to run away. Probably just run away at this point. I'm going to try and shoot if he tries to run. Make success. Because you can hear some people coming out of the walking trail behind you. You realize that the only way you can run away from this is to run into town. So be it. So you bolt. You run around Hendricks, getting him spun around all in a tizzy, and run straight into town. I can't fire off any magnum shots. No, not with people coming out of the um the walking trail behind you. And they exclaim, Hey, hey, did you did you hear hear something? It sounded like a car backfiring. And the other one goes, Or maybe it was someone firing a weapon. Where's Dios gone? You're not sure. Dios ran off into the night. I wanna run off into the night. So these people are asking you a question and you run off into the night? I don't care what these people think. I have two priorities and neither of them are these people. Uh, yeah, I'm going to assume that I can't catch the werewolf. That is run into town. Yeah, I know. Do I have a direction of the horse? East. East as in further, not in anywhere near town direction. Towards the bottom right hand side of the town. I want to find my horse very quickly, if possible. Okay. Act under pressure. Oh, that'd be a lovely old four. Oh, I want to... I, I, I might want to luck. I don't know if I want to luck this. You've been complaining all night that you haven't failed. And now that you failed, you don't want to fail. I know, but my horse... Sarah, should I luck this or should I not? Not? I mean... I'm sure you'll eventually find your horse, maybe in the morning, maybe not tonight. Fine. Then I shall take the experience and head in the town direction instead. So you're not going to go running off out of the horse trying to find it and failing? Yeah, I run off to find the horse. Okay, you go running off to find the horse, but you, you can't seem to find the horse in the darkness. There doesn't seem to be a moon out or anything. A bit hard to see where you're going. You'll get lost. But you do start to hear music in the distance. In the direction of where? You've gotten completely lost and turned around in the dark and the streets. and. But I'm in town at the moment. You're on the outskirts somewhere, but you've gotten completely lost. I'm going to head towards the music. I'm going to head towards the music. Marie, what are you doing? Is Meadow still crying? 
Meadow is very drunk and she's lying on the floor in the Watchtower Tavern. Oh dear, is anyone else in the bar? No, they are either decided not to come tonight because of tonight's events and they're off doing other things or some of them may have walked in, taken one look at Meadow's state and just turned around and walked back out again. Okay, I will pick Meadow up and I will put her to bed. Sure, she has a very nice room. Lots of Jimmy memorabilia. Tuck her in, make sure she has a glass of water beside her. Marie? Marie? Hey, Meadow. We should go skipping again. Maybe in the morning. Okay. I really like you, Marie. You're my favorite. But shh, don't tell. Don't, don't tell Angus. I won't tell Angus. Now go to sleep, okay? Uh, okay. And I turn off the lights. I close the door. And I'll go down. And I'll, I'll lock things up, I guess. Sure. And where are you going? To the room and sleeping. Oh, wait. No, the dance was tonight, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I thought it was the next night. I'm not going up and sleeping. I'm going to look for the school. As you're floundering around looking for the school, you eventually hear music, and suddenly a hulking, furry, familiar figure appears before you. Screeching stopped the motorcycle. Please don't hit me. You've been through a lot tonight. Everyone's trying to kill me. Angus, what? You need to give me some space to stop before you just walk out. I was was going pretty fast. I could have hurt you. Just get on. Angus is kind of looking around frantically, clearly trying to, I guess, hide from Hendrix at this point. Hendrix, shoot. What? What did he shoot? What? Where, Where did he shoot? What did he shoot? Just kind of gives a look of long-suffering at Marie. Look, the record is probably going to be at the dance. There's a high school dance. A lot of people there. Bad place for the record to be played. So, either, like, just spit out whatever you're trying to say, or let's go there. And he just kind of looks at Marie and kind of looks down at himself and, like, indicates to himself with one hand. And then looks quizzically at Marie. You're the new school mascot, okay? And he just kind of shakes his head and just kind of indicates Marie to go, and he's going to follow behind her. Big eye roll. And then continuing on. Hendrix, you approach a large building that is lit up. There are students everywhere dressed up in what you can only imagine is what passes for this time period's finest clothes, for teenagers at least. Quite a bit of skin showing on some of the lady folk. The young lady folk, I should point out. You do recognize two people in the crowd nearby. It's Maxwell and Jen. What do you do? I go to speak to them. Yes. No. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go speak to Maxwell. Okay, so you approach the teen. Uh, he looks up. A register of familiarity is this like, Oh, hey, hey, uh, Amish dude, right? Yes, that is me. Uh, there's a werewolf coming. 
I, I wanted to warn you all. I'm so, I'm sorry. A what? Uh, a werewolf. A a a werewolf? Aren't they like fantasy? Yeah, but no, fantasy and reality often uh, interlink in in ways that, that you will soon find out when it gets here. So if you could spread the word to get everybody out of here, uh, out of or turn the music down at least, that'd be fabulous. Tell the band to uh, start playing. I feel like my accent's lost. Uh, it's not a band. It's it's a DJ. You want to roll to manipulate him? A DJ? Yeah, yeah, like disc jockey, man. Like you know the 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 the, the big round things that the record store we were at. They just spin them around and and do stuff with it. Like magic? No, no, like old technology. Like. Sure, sure. I I will trust you. I'm gonna roll to manipulate. Oh, good old ten. Thank you. Now you've got to reverse what you just said. What do you mean reverse what I just said? <laughs> well, you just like pro not doing that, and then suddenly, well, actually, I agree with you. Let's get everyone out of here. He didn't say either way. He just thought that werewolf was a, a fantasy. Now that you've convinced him that he should probably spread the word, well, you probably don't want to tell him it's a werewolf. Uh, in case they don't believe you, I just could see you were obviously somebody who was into the fantasy. That's not fantasy. Yeah, well, what what should I tell them then? Uh, tell them that there is a dangerous murderer on the way, I suppose. Like, like Natalie and all that? And Davey? Yeah, uh, people like that, sure, but not, well, yeah, anyone. Just the dangerous big person, I suppose you could just say it was an animal, actually. That works, too. Say there's a wolf. There are wolves coming. Oh, okay, cool. And he goes off and you see him talking to people and instead of them running off, they all pull out their cell phones and start looking around. Why is nobody listening? Hello, everybody in the area. Uh, there is an animal that is on the loose and we need to evacuate the area immediately. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, listen to this Amish cowboy guy. He, he really knows what he's, he's talking about. How do people react? All of the camera phones are now turned to you. Maria is riding along on her motorbike and Angus is looping along in his full werewolf form as they approach Hendrix High. From the other side, the car parking side. And you see a whole lot of teens milling around outside. They all seem to be facing in a certain direction. Everyone has a camera phone out. What do you guys do? Well, Angus is clearly going to keep to the shadows and not be spotted on the cameras. Did Officer Grape, did you take my thing seriously when I said to check the kids? Yeah, you do see a very small police presence because it is a very small sheriff's office. There's Deputy Grape and you also see Deputy Mater and that's it. Can I see any kids like trying to sneak, sneak in? No, they they don't appear any sneaking in. I mean, there are kids coming and going freely. It seems like the ones that are out in the car park are, you know, chilling, taking a break, vaping, that kind of thing. You do see a few sneaking alcohol. Was vaping a thing? What What year is it? Modern day. Present time. 
gonna walk into the school. Oh, what up, fellow kids? You park your bike and approach deputies Mater and Grape as they're both standing by the door on either side, making an effort to, you know, look over each kid as they come in. Uh, well, well, how do they miss Marie? Hey, you're just gonna make sure nothing got by you guys. I'm sure it didn't, but just gonna do a double check. Well, well, um, Miss Murray, we're we're only here checking that there is no um Ill- illegal items being smuggled into the school. Yeah, of course. Um, do you guys happen to see any people bringing like music from home? You know, like CDs, records, that that kind of thing. Uh, Deputy Grape speaks up at this point. She says. Uh, well, um, um, no, no, the children don't seem to have, uh, brought anything in. The only person who's brought in music is the DJ. DJ, good person, then on the up and up? Uh, uh, no, not, not DJ, good person, DJ, good guy. God damn it, Sarah. Yeah, of course, um, but, like, it, it hasn't been in trouble with the law or anything, right? Oh, uh, well, no, no, Miss, Mr. Lord has not been in trouble. With, with the the law at all, as far as I know. But um, I mean, he's from out of town, so it's quite possible. Were we supposed to do a background check on the DJ before all this? Well, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to do your job, but I think before letting any strange person in the group of children, probably best to do your due diligence. Anyways, I'm going to just do the double check in the school now. Deputy Grape does not seem to be terribly happy with your words on telling her how to do her job, but they let you pass. Where is this DJ? You can see through the press of bodies on the dance floor, there's a stage. Lights are blinking and flashing and whirling everywhere. The beats are are beating. The kids are jumping or just standing around, you know, because this is not cool. And there's a lot of noise, not just from the music being played, but also from the kids. I should say teens, because there's probably some teens listening going, hang on, we're not kids. Yeah, you are. You think you're not? You are. Anyways, can I investigate a mystery? Sure, roll for it. Roll sharp. That is a 15. Glad we're getting them out of the way early. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like when you're fighting bad guys or anything. What are your questions? You have two. If I were to ask, I want to know where the record is. So would that be like, where did it go or what is being concealed? Which one would that sort of be more it? You pick. Okay, what is being concealed here? The more you look around, the more you realize that some of these kids aren't dressed up in the usual prom or homecoming gear, clothing. Some of them are dressed up more like they've gone to a Halloween party. As you see a elongated pale face under a cloak and at one end of the room, and then in another end you see someone wearing what could possibly be a burlap sack over their head. That sounds creepy as hell. <laughs> no one seems to be reacting to this. I pull like one of the more like traditionally dressed kids aside. Yeah, you approach uh, a couple of girls who are dressed up in those little puffy-skirted prom-type dresses with the swish kind of updos, but they've got pink and orange, brightly coloured hair and ribbons hanging from the updo. You recognise... No, I won't say that. Oh, is one of these... What the hell was her name? 
Trumelda? What did we call her? <laughs> Wasn't Shakira. Lucinda. Lucinda, that's what it was. Yeah, you, you recognize your, the girl you've dubbed Lucinda, and you also notice that there's an attempt to carefully conceal with makeup um, what looks to be a, a vicious scar going from her forehead past her eye and all the way down to the jawline. Quick reminder, did we, did we do that? Or was that Nikita that did that? You didn't injure her. Does that mean that Angus injured her? <laughs> Angus did not injure her either, so you can surmise it was either Nikita or um, the Russian maiden. Okay, cool, cool. Just wanted to make sure you're not walking into anything awkward here. And her eyes kind of widen as she also recognizes you as well. Give her a little head nod. Uh, cool party, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, like, aren't you a bit old to be here? You know, I just got wind that, you know, kids are trying to smuggle stuff in. Uh, but then I noticed there's some, like, and I'll, like, nod over to one with the burlap sack on his head. Like, isn't that, is that normal around here? Like, people normally, like, do that at this dance? Oh, yeah, they're like... They're, like, such dicks, man. They thought they were, like, being funny by dressing up, like, slashes. You know, like, how Natalie went all psycho and slashed up her family, and then Davy did it too. And um, then that, Rebecca, she did it as well. They said she had, like, a tire iron. I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah, aren't you, like, worried that, um... You know, they're, like, going to copycat and try to do that here. Like, probably best if you guys go home, right? I would not be caught dead at home on a night like this. I mean, come on. I would rather die. And I have almost died. Yeah. You know, it's great talking to you. I'll just walk away. <laughs> and you hear her say, oh, bitch. Oh, don't tempt me. <laughs> Can I use my other hold to ask... What is it going to do regarding the people dressed up? Well, you take in the fact that there's a DJ who has bought in his own music. Presumably someone would like the record to play here. And there would be many silver slashes presumably created in this crowd who would then go around murderizing everyone first here and then spread out into the town of Hendrix itself. I probably could have put that together. <laughs> speakers. How are how are the speakers set up? Is it just like one There there are a couple of speakers out. Fucking assholes. Remember it is named after Jimi Hendrix and these townsfolk have very much leaned into the music and that way of life. Does it look like they're all like plugged in or are some like battery operated? They all look to be plugged in, but you're not sure you'd have to get closer to, to be able to confirm that. Angus, can you give me an act under pressure to see how well you hide from the children, or rather the teenagers, that are hanging out in the parking lot with their camera phones? But, but, but. This is great. Woof, woof, woof. Ooh, a nine. A mixed success. So you hide yourself in the shrubbery and you think you've done a pretty good job. Until that is, you realize there's one kid staring straight at you.
Oh my god, Angus, you were so close to dying. Roll better. Moving on, people. I have a few things to say during this end of session announcement. First up, this week and last week, I was a special guest on a D&D podcast called Ready, Set, Roll. I play a fun Air Genasi named Breeze, who suddenly appears in the lives of Jose de la Mancha and Big Tony. Innuendo abound. Look for Ready, Set, Roll on your favorite catcher of pods. Want to chat with me and Celeste um, about the podcast, our characters, and the fictional town of Hendrix? Then you can join us in some other awesome actual play podcasts on the Cast Junkie Discord. Here's the short link. bit.ly forward slash rw underscore chat. And I say me and Celeste because Sean is not there yet. Maybe we can harass him to join us soon. A huge thanks to everyone who has liked, rated, reviewed, and retweeted our podcast. This helps our little indie podcast grow and find more listeners. Check out our website for other ways to support us, along with info about the characters and our social medias. Go to redgatingwolf.com. Stickers are coming soon. We end this episode with a trailer for Tabletop Titties. They're a D&D podcast run entirely by people of marginalized genders, and they have two actual play live streams and podcasts. Check them out after the beep. Until next fortnight, listeners. Thanks for listening. Beep! Tabletop Titties is a weekly tabletop role-playing podcast run entirely by people of marginalized genders. Queer, feminist, hilarious, and most importantly, fun! Our entire first season is already out now on all podcast platforms and features guests like B. Dave Walters, Josephine McAdam, and Nora Ibrahim. Join us on our D&D 5e adventure run by dungeon goddess Charlene Bear, where we played an entirely homebrewed battle royale campaign, The Wildwell Trials. Season 2 follows the same characters you know and love as they play Hit Point Press's hilarious horror carnival extravaganza Hecna. And don't worry, we don't just do D&D. We also have a World of Darkness Chronicle, Titties by Night, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 campaign. Story told by Kelly Wright, this show follows a vampire coterie of supernatural investigators in Victorian London. All our shows have professional actors, intricate editing, and storylines that keep you coming back for more. Catch us live on twitch.tv slash tabletop titties or as an edited podcast wherever podcasts are found for more information visit our website at tabletoptitties.com and whenever we say tabletop titties that's with double d's if you know what we mean